they feel like abuse means that the person loves them. And even the guys, you know, they feel like if the girl talks to them, curses them out, or even badger them, or constantly physically harming them, they feel like that's a form of affection or, or love. Because behind that abuse comes apologies, comes emotions, breaking down, crying and saying they're sorry and you don't understand what they're going through and this hey beautiful faces welcome to another episode of talk about it with Sonny Morrison I am your host Sonny Morrison if this is your first time tuning into my podcast, I want to first thank you and welcome you for tuning in. I provide topic discussion content where we will talk about the topic of the day or topic of the week. And sometimes I may bring on a special invited guest where they can share their knowledge, their expertise, and their experience so that we can all learn something new. Because I feel like we all have room for growth. I also would do the research for you so you don't have to with the topics that we will be talking about. Hmm. I'm making it very easy for you guys just so you can tune in and listen to Talk About It with Sonny Morrison. Now, I published a show my last show I believe it was where I was talking about knowing who you're having your babies from and I had a conversation discussion with a listener and they were telling me they heard the show and it was a good show she said but unfortunately Sonny it's really hard to, to try and um, know if there's something wrong with the person that you're with or it's hard to find out you know anything that's going on in their family because most of the time the person that you with they don't even know if something is wrong with them or they don't even know if something is wrong with their family members because they're so numb to it they're used to it so they think that's the norm they probably never have experienced being diagnosed or going to the doctor or going to a therapist she made a valid point and it's very true and especially with my target market age group from 22 to about 37 38 that age group maybe up into the 30s that you know the eyes and everything the third eye and all that'll start opening up for you to start realizing something isn't right with this guy or girl but when you're in your 20s you don't understand you don't see that this behavior is not normal you look at it as a form of attraction or someone that really loves you like I know some young girls they feel like abuse means that the person loves them and even the guys you know they feel like if the girl talks to them curses them out or even badger them or constantly physically harming them they feel like that's a form of affection or or love 
because behind that abuse comes apologies, comes emotions, breaking down, crying and saying they're sorry and you don't understand what they're going through and this, that and the other. So um, I get where the person, you know, my listener was talking about. So that leads me to this show. So this is like a part two to that show. Because this is going to be a story, and a quick story, hopefully. Because I want to get to the point. I don't want to lose your attention. I'm going to give you a story of me, because I have a son. And I had my son when I was in my 20s. And, of course, all the way up to I had my son, I already knew that his dad was not someone I should have had a kid with. I knew that when I got in my 20s, like let's say mid 20s, like 24, 25, because I feel like at that age, you still should uh, be able to start understanding that something isn't right. You should start having that uh, that pineal or pineal uh, gland, that third eye to open up to say, hey, you see like this, like, pay attention to what's going on here. But. I wasn't quite there yet, but I knew something wasn't right. When we were dating, we started dating at the age of 15, off and on, you know, puppy love, you know, going to the skating rink, um, impressed with how they skate, impressed. When you're young like that, you're very impressive. You're very impressive. Back then in the 80s, that's when I was raised. I'm not an 80s baby. I wasn't born in the 80s. I grew up in the 80s. So while the babies were being born in the 80s, I was already like 14, 15 years old. So I was living the 80s lifestyle. And so during that era, it was skating rinks. It was dance groups, dance battles, you know, all of that. So you get very impressive to see these guys skating the way they were skating and dancing the way they were dancing. So it just, you just get attracted to it. And it's normal because you have, you don't have that mindset to understand like that, that doesn't impress me. But at a fifth, at age 15, 16, or even, well, let me start at 14. Cause that's when I first met him 14 at a skating rink. And from there, 14, 15, 16, off and on 17 and then it was time to graduate high school you know off for a complete summer and then come back around at 18 now I'm in college getting ready to go to college and I'm realizing you know that this guy is not someone that I need to be with but I still it's like he still had a hook in me where I could not pull that hook out and walk away and I believe it's because and, and I'm thinking about it now as I'm telling you this story. I believe it's because at that age, because I wasn't getting anybody else interested in me, it was a settling point. You know? And I believe a lot of girls deal with that. When you don't find or someone don't show interest in you other than the person that you're with, and you're feeling like this person loves you this much and no one else can love you like this, because you don't know the difference of what love really is. You only know this. And then another thing is my self-esteem wasn't there. My self-esteem wasn't there enough for me to just say, let me walk away from this. Because at, at, at some point it started getting abusive 
verbally and physically. And then we don't see that it's physical abuse because if we're in this relationship fighting back, picking up objects, throwing at the person because you can't physically hurt them with your hands, you do whatever you can to protect yourself. So you feel like you're not a punk and you're not going to hit me and this, that, and the other. So you fighting. So you don't feel like it's physical abuse when it is. You don't feel like it's verbal abuse because behind the verbal abuse will come with emotions, tears, apologies, hugs, rubs, I'm sorry, don't leave me, you know, the begging and, you know, all of that. And then it breaks down your emotions. And remember, you're young and you have women that's in their older age. And I won't say my age now, because a lot of women my age, they don't have the patience for that mess. But uh, but when you're like in your teens, in your, your early teens, and your later teens, and then you get in your mid-20s, around your 30s. And I won't say early 30s, because some young women in their early 30s, they still have this indecisive mindset where they don't understand. Uh, they, they're not sure if this is something that they should be doing. When they know the relationship isn't either going anywhere or they know this relationship is not for them. So for me, um, from 18 to 24 is when I got pregnant. I knew I shouldn't have had a baby from him. I knew I shouldn't have got pregnant. But I did it anyway. Sometimes we do things to try to make ourselves be above or ahead of circumstances and situations. Because I think this was a situation with him and another girl. If I knew what I know now, I would have gave him to that girl on a silver platter. You know what I mean? But because... We are in that mindset that is still developing. And then on top of that, we're not being groomed properly. You know, women and men, we're not being groomed properly. Because a lot of women back in the day, they just tolerated that type of behavior in relationships. Because they were raised to stay in your marriage or stay in your relationship with your spouse especially if you have kids and at that time we didn't have kids until we did and because I was never groomed by my by my mother I started paying attention to my sisters my older sisters and I saw some of the same similarities with them with their men friends and um, how they would tolerate the BS from these men I mean, they would eventually leave them, but it would just take take a while before they would leave them. You know, some were married and some were not. But it's just when you are at that age and your mindset hasn't developed to understand that this person is not for you. You're not going to get it until until you get it. And sometimes it takes people longer well, once I had the baby at the age of 25, because I got pregnant at, at the age of 24, but he was born 
um, when I was 25. And as a matter of fact, he was born April 1st. So I can honestly say two years in motherhood, fatherhood, it was not good. Um, the first year, I want to say it was good because he was trying his best. I'll give him that benefit of the doubt. He was trying his best to, you know, be a good dad and be there for, you know, our son, which he was. But the only thing that he wouldn't do and the most important thing, and I'm pretty sure all of you know this, wouldn't know what I'm about to say is he wouldn't work. He wouldn't work. He did not want to work. He wanted to stay home and take care of his son while I work. He didn't trust the son going to the daycare. That was his excuse. So I came up with something to override that excuse and say, okay, my mom is going to keep my, keep this, keep our son. So what's the excuse? So it was no excuse. He found a job, but he stayed on that job for a certain amount of time, cussed out the people, told people he was going to blow up the place and all kind of bull crap, just crazy. So this is how I knew I should have never had a kid from this guy because he was a ticking time bomb. He had anger issues from a childhood, from his childhood. He had issues dealing with his dad I think it was some form of abuse from what he says and that story is very mixed because he'll say his dad abused him but the family say the dad didn't so I don't know what to believe because if he's telling me he was abused and the family saying he's not abused I feel like why would the family say he's not being abused if the dad was there abusing him so I don't know I that part just used to confuse me like well why would he beat you and not why would he beat you the way he beat you and not beat your other sisters the, like that but he never really could answer the question because he don't know and then you have parents that don't talk to the children about what's going on so that part was a lot that he was dealing with he was dealing with the fact that his mom ended up meeting someone else after the dad and her ended up finally splitting and she met someone else and so that became an issue you know he didn't want this guy in in the picture so that was an issue so he was dealing with so much and all I was trying to do was be there for him emotionally and mentally to be honest and this was at the age of 18 19 18, 19, 20 years old, trying to be emotional supportive and trying to be mentally supportive when I'm still trying to develop my brain cells. It, it just wasn't good. So, and I skipped over me having the baby before I got to the baby. We actually moved in together. We moved in together and we were probably about the age, maybe 22, maybe 21, 22, which was too young in my opinion very young and we moved in a duplex that was referred to us by his uncle's wife and I was working he wasn't and then he found a job 
you know, he found a job, but he don't keep the jobs because he, he doesn't want to work. He doesn't have that mindset to want to work for anyone because he doesn't want anyone to tell him what to do. He didn't want anyone to tell him what to do, how to do, and when to do it. So that would always be an issue. So finally, um, with that situation, we ended up splitting up because I moved out because I realized he was not going to you know, work and he was not going to do what needs to be done for us. And this is what I mean by knowing the DNA. This guy showed me and gave me every sign. And I just ignored it. I ignored it when he verbally abused me. I ignored it when he physically abused me. When we were going back and forth with each other like we were in a boxing match. I ignored it when he uh, cheated on me. I ignored it when he did not want to build up a solid relationship with me. I ignored it when he didn't want to do what it needs to be done to provide for his family. Now it's a family. It's not just me and him. It's me, him, and the baby. So I ignored all the signs, and I knew that I should have not had that baby with him. I didn't say I didn't want to have a kid, but I shouldn't have had the kid with him. I love my kid. I love my son. He's grown now. But... Remember, if you heard the show before this show, the previous show, I was talking about the DNA and the DNA is very strong. So a lot of his ways, I see it in my son. I see those ways in him and I try my best not to say things like you're just like your dad and you need to uh, change and uh, you need to stop being that way. I try my best not to do that. Because that can come off very negative. And then it can also trauma, traumatize the child, you know. But he had developed every DNA from the dad. The anger management, the hyperness, the always getting in trouble in school. It just was a lot. And the same pattern took place when I got married and it was the same thing. Same thing his dad went through with his mom and her husband. It was the same thing that I went through with my son and my husband. And right now we at a balanced place. I won't say it's a great place, me and my son, but we're balanced enough where we can communicate whether it's over the phone or whether it's text or maybe once every two months or so we get together or I visit or whatever. But for the most part, it's not the way I would want our relationship to be. And that is what I mean by you need to know who you're having these babies with because now I am, I have just repeated the cycle with what I was dealing with from childhood to young adulthood to adulthood and then walked away from that but that is still here because my son has his DNA and he almost a mirror to him and the good thing about it I can say my son sees how his how he is so he can understand when I say certain things like 
your you see what you said about how your dad acts and how he behaves and how he pops off and stuff like that sometimes i see you do that you know i try to say it in a way so he can kind of get where i'm coming from and not you know what you act just like your dad you need to stop it and this i, I don't want to do that because at times that it is sometimes i have done that in the past but for the most part i've learned how to say because it's always not what you say it's how you say it how to say it to him so that he can see the bigger picture because he sees it he sees how the dad carries on and the dad is in his late 50s about to be 60 and it is still the same way so that's what i'm saying like if you don't know who you are laying with and these people um have not gotten the help they need or have not dealt with any trauma childhood adulthood ptsd having been diagnosed or gone to a therapist to see what is going on with them because i always felt like he was dealing with trauma he was high functioning uh depressed you know because he still to this day if i do communicate with him he still talks about his childhood almost 60 now and he still talks about that so that's something that's very heavy on his heart and that's something he would never get over until he actually help himself to get over it by by doing the work to get the help to get over it so you have to know who you are having spiritual dna connection integrating with you really do because it's very important and now my son has his moments where he will shut everybody out because he don't want to be bothered because he's going through his moments and i get it you have to give them space and sometimes he would act out and sometimes he would do things that's not appropriate or that's like how his dad would react but now as he is getting older he's starting to see what i've been talking about with the dad where he feels that he can kind of mirror himself to see that okay well maybe i am acting like him let me fall back from that i'm getting too older it's times where he has gone to speak to someone because he's taking the steps that I would lead him to take the steps. But now it's up to him to take the steps on his own. Because when you become an adult, and if you're still dealing with these things, you really have to express yourself to someone so that they can give you the tools that you need to help you. You don't always have to be on medication. People don't always have to do that. Some people may need it than others. But you do have to pull yourself up and get the help that you need. So girls and guys, please be careful who you have these kids from. You have to pay attention to these signs. Don't get so caught up in your emotions. But I know nowadays, a lot of these young people, you guys are so AI where your emotions are so artificial. You don't know when a person loves you or not. And you don't even know how to love a person because your emotions are not the same. That's what AI is. It's artificial intelligence. Like it's not real. You don't care. And then when you do care, you do things very malicious, you know, to get back at the person because everything is online. Everything is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all these TikTok, all these different platforms is now the new therapist because that's where everybody put all their emotions. They pile their emotions on this public diary and this public therapist and that is not good. That's another thing that causes, you know, PTSD and trauma. 
So that's my story time for Friday. I guess I'll do story time on Friday. I don't know. I can't give it a date because sometimes it just depends on what I want to talk about. But I hope this helps. I just wanted to jump in and swing high on that because, like I said, I had a conversation with a viewer and she was saying you could never know. And then I told her, yeah, you have a point. You can, you probably won't know when you're young, but as you get older, you do know. You do know, you see the signs, you just ignore them because you're so wrapped up into your spiritual emotions. That that emotional side start taking over and you don't want to face what you're seeing is facts and it's truth. You don't want to give it up because you put all your time and all of your efforts into trying to make this relationship work. Because him and I have been together for so long. And when I finally walk away, and I'm going to close it with this, when I finally walked away, it was two, three years after my son was born that I walked away because it was an, enough was enough. So my son was three when I left. It was, an, it was an easy leave because he wouldn't allow me to leave because at this point, where is he going to go? What is he going to do? Because he's not mentally ready to leave on his own. Everything that took place in that relationship, I was the spearhead. I made sure we got a place to stay, did the lease, you know, made sure he did what he needed to do to pay that rent, um, took the, you know, just was the one who was doing it. In other words, I was the mother figure, not just for my son, but for him as well. And don't get me wrong, he did give input here and there. I'm not going to make him look totally sap, but I am going to take ownership that I was the mother figure of the relationship. And you cannot be a mother figure to your man. You could be a mother to your children, but you cannot be your man, man's mother, and you cannot be your woman's father. You just cannot. Those are two separate things. So finally left my son, left him with my son at age of three. And from that point on, I just had to disconnect and recharge my life and then reconnect to have a career, have a business. I assisted my son with some of his, you know, ventures that he was doing, even though he was still battling his emotions and, and feelings and mental, uh, situations. I was still there and still there to this day. But when you remove yourself from that spiritual, negative spiritual, or negative spirit, things will open up. The Most High Yahweh always will be there to remove whatever is in the way and blocking your greatness. And he has tried to move him out of my way so many times, but I just would not let it go. So he had to constantly keep piling all of these issues on me for me to break. And finally he did it. And I broke and I just had to go. That was, Enough was enough. And I'm going to tell you this, and I know I said I'm going to go, and I'm going to tell you this quick story for you all to know, you have to also pay attention to the sign from the Most High because he talks to us. I was on my way back to the house because him and I had moved into a house, we were renting, and my son at the time had to be about two, going through so much, tired, stressed, depressed, unhappy, because remember he wasn't working, he wanted to be the babysitter. I was coming home from work. Got off, the, got off the highway at the light. And I asked the Most High, please give me a sign to get away from this. Please, whatever sign you give me, I am going to get away from this. 
this truck pulled up on the left side of me at the light. And it was two guys in the truck, two black guys. And at that moment, I was not trying to focus on anybody because they were blowing the horn trying to get my attention. And I was not trying to focus at them. I did not want to be, you know, talked to or hollered at or whatever. I was just focusing, waiting on that light to turn red. And then I turned my head and he signaled for me to roll the window down. And I was not going to roll the window down. I just waved. And then something said, roll the window down. I rolled the window down. He rolled the window down. And he says, sister, whatever you going through, it is not that bad. Don't let it take your life. And then he reached out the window and gave me a bouquet of flowers. And I'm telling you, this is not a made up story. This is facts and when he gave me the flowers apparently he was giving these flowers to somebody else but i guess he saw my look on my face and he saw that i was just out of it and when he gave me those flowers i said thank you the light turned green and they rolled off and then i turned after the cars because i was making a right but it was cars in front of me and when those cars went straight when i turned right i pulled over and started crying because that was my sign that was my sign from the most high for me to leave when i got back on the road to go home and i pulled up in the yard the yard was filled with about four or five cars walked in the house and it was my son's dad he had about four or five guys over there they over there getting smoked out my son in the back in the crib sleep or probably high i go to the back pick him up out the crib Get, I didn't take nothing. I just get him out the crib and I walked back out the door and I got in the car and I left. Stay tuned for part two. Have a sunny day, beautiful faces. This episode was brought to you by Fashion Reboot, a sustainable pre-owned fashion boutique specializing in retro, vintage, modern day brands and unique style. Give them a visit at fashionreboot.store.